listen carefully. Hello, my name is Joseph Friedman with the CRX podcast, which is a podcast that's directly related to articles in the CRX magazine that comes out quarterly. This is all under the Pharmacy Podcast Network, where I used to have a podcast called The Medical Podcast with Todd Yuri, but I'm thrilled to be a part of that. And in addition, uh, I'm a pharmacist with a master's in business, and uh, I owned and operated a medical cannabis dispensary that uh, was very unique in Illinois, being the only one that was pharmacy-centric, and very proud of that and had a lot of fun with that. It's been kind of surreal at the same time. What I'm trying to do is get the good word out about the benefits of medical cannabis that's fair and balanced uh, for all of you folks. You can find the CRX podcast on crxmag.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Enjoy listening. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. My name is Dr. Chloe Givens, PharmD, and I will be your co-host today. I am here with Todd Yuri, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, as well as our very special guest, Dr. Derek Burkowski. I am so excited that each of you are tuning in today because we are going to be speaking with none other than Dr. Derek Burkowski, who is also a pharmacist. And Derek, we just want to welcome you to the show. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, the chance to uh, be meeting you both via this medium after having seen both of your work for, for so long. So thank you for the opportunity. For all of those who are listening and tuning in today, Derek, as I said, is a pharmacist and he is also a full stack software engineer with a background in digital health, community practice, and the pharmaceutical industry. He's also the founder of Cosmos Health and his flagship products include Pearls, rxgrad.com and pharmacist.dev. Derek designs and builds modern medical information software for web and mobile access. So not only are we going to be talking about all of those platforms today, but we are also going to be discussing Derek's journey as a software engineer, a pharmacist, and an entrepreneur. Derek, we are so happy to have you on the show today, and I know that our audience is very excited just for you to kind of share your background and insights with us, so thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Derek, I've entered pharmacy in 2004 in the institutional pharmacy space. I was a soft writer's very first um, business development uh, rep that would take a SQL-based platform and get it out to pharmacy owners and operators that were using character-based systems and had no ability to push data in and out of those systems because it, back then, I guess, when they invented software, they didn't think it was necessary. Of course, that's insanity today. We, we know with open database sources to be able to pull and push data from one system to electronic health record to payers to um, big organizations like Experian with uh, data readouts and, and what that data is going to be used for. So we accelerate fast into the future and now we come to today and I see so many pharmacists in our, um, in our industry who are tired of sitting around waiting for things to be dictated to them um, as individuals and as innovators and they're really building some really interesting models um, as we wait for uh, bigger 
um, industry-wide uh, policies to change in, in, the, in the bucket called provider status, for example. But you're not waiting around. Um, so first of all, why do you want to become a pharmacist? And talk to us about the formation in the birth of uh, Cosmos Health and, and what this means for industry. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. So yeah, I say I wanted to be a pharmacist since as early as uh, eighth grade. Um, my mom worked in a local community pharmacy in my hometown, which was a, it was an outpatient pharmacy at a health system. And so, you know, whenever I'd visit my, my mom at work, I would, you know, be in that environment and meet, you know, her coworkers, the pharmacists, the technicians that worked there. And I was like, this, this seems really great. And so, you know, many people when they're in young, they have ideas for career paths they think they want to pursue, but then, you know, as they learn new things, as they progress, they get other interests. And fortunately for me, just as I progressed into high school and undergrad, the courses and my experiences that I was getting uh, as a technician in pharmacy kind of just all made, kept having pharmacy make sense. So uh, fast forward, I went to the University of Minnesota for pharmacy school, and I came in with an interest in community pharmacy, which I still do um, practice uh, a, a few days a month uh, currently. But during my first year, I got interested in non-traditional career paths um, right away. Just I remember we had a medical science liaison come speak to us, uh, our school, and I'd never heard of, I'd, I'd never connected pharmacists with working in the pharmaceutical industry until that time. And so fast forward, that opened my eyes to all sorts of non-traditional career paths. Um, I came across digital health and seeing how pharmacists um, and other healthcare professionals can, can meld their healthcare domain expertise with technology skills. And so really it was my third year in pharmacy school that I had the interest of, can I go work at a health tech startup? Um, and so fortunately, while I was in school, I got the opportunity to work at a startup called MyMeds in Minneapolis, which was focused on medication adherence. Being in that startup environment, along with a lot of the content I was consuming regarding entrepreneurship um, and software engineering, that's what led me to ultimately start Cosmos Health, which I started um, in, uh, towards the end of 2019. Is this organization that you built enabling you to generate the income that you need in order to um, you know, do this full time? Or is this like the Pharmacy Podcast Network was for me, the first 10 years, I was working a full time 40 to 60 hour a week job, coming home and torturing my poor wife and family by working an additional 20 hours a week to get the publication going. So tell us about, you know, that road of, of how we all know that side hustles become full time positions as well in, in many instances. Yeah, well, yeah, it was certainly a slog. So when I when I first went full, I went full time on on Cosmos Health and left all my day jobs. Uh, it, or I, guess I should say, I, like I mentioned, I still do practice. I moonlight a few a few days a month um, in, in community pharmacy and do a little bit of startup consulting. But with that on the side, very minimally, I went full time in January of 2020 on Cosmos Health, and that's when the flagship product Pearls launched. And yeah, definitely for the first year or so it was not, you know, things were slowly growing, but I definitely needed, um, the, you know, the income of my other opportunities to, um, you know, to pay rents and, um, you know, I'll just say, thank goodness for some of these loan for these student loan freezes <laughs> as a, as a 2018 graduate, you know, there's lots of bills come with obviously becoming a pharmacist. So yeah, it's been, you know, still working towards, um, a, a place to be at full sustainability, 
but yeah, it, um, Cosmos Health is fortunately, you know, after after all this time, getting to the point where um, can continue to keep reinvesting in it. So is this a all-in entrepreneurial effort and you're growing out a, a, a subscription-based uh, within Pearls, for example, but then you also have some other entities that are under the portfolio of Cosmos Health. Can you give us an overview? Yeah, absolutely. So Cosmos Health, originally, people ask me where the name come from. I, I had just filed an LLC for myself in 2018, actually, I believe, just kind of for like, you know, I, for fun to like create my own business. And then I started doing a little bit of freelance work underneath Cosmos Health, um, you know, as my, as my entity for, for doing freelancing out of. And so the first product that I had the great opportunity to help build was rxgrad.com. So I want to give a huge shout out to another mentor of mine who's another pharmacist creator. Um, his name is Eric Christensen. He also lives here in, here in Minnesota with me. And he's created um, a really amazing website called meded101.com, where he's where he also started blogging for years before eventually writing books and creating courses for board certification exams. And so he's he was an alumni of my university and someone I had a chance to meet at a conference. And so RxGrad is a collaboration where it's um it's it, it, it is meded101.com's is the majority owner of it. And Eric is like I mentioned been a mentor of mine. So that was the first thing we launched together, I believe in, honestly, I'm forgetting if it was 2020 or 2019 right now, but that, that product, um, uh, it, it was, uh, the first step towards building the portfolio that we're working with now. The next thing that came was, was pearls.com, as you mentioned. So pearls is, you know, for all intents and purposes, the flagship product of the, you know, the money generating product for, for me personally, for Cosmos Health. And so, I originally got the idea for it when I was a fourth year on rotations. Um, you know, what, it, what, what Pearls is right now is it's basically like a digital version of the top 300 drug study cards. It, you know, it's digital summaries for mo the most commonly prescribed medications. And what I'm working towards is building out digitally native drug information experiences, which is a loaded phrase that I'm happy to go into um, if, if we want to talk more about Pearls, but that's what that product is. And so I, I actually how I first met Chloe, which is, again, it's so fun to come back to this, uh, you know, a year or two later was on Instagram. We launched a, um, my, my now wife had the idea that we should launch an Instagram account for pearls to start sharing the content as you start writing it. And so we had a, an Instagram account on pearls. Uh, it's called pearls.app is our, is our handle. And Chloe was, you know, a student influencer building a really awesome creative um, uh, profile online with, um, you know, all, everything she was creating. And so she was a, one of the early um, pharmacy students who gave feedback on Pearls back in, this would have been 2019 when I was just, I was doing a private beta with Pearls. So I just brought in about a hundred um, users who were pharmacy students and pharmacists to test Pearls between August, 2019 and December, 2019. And then in January, 2020, coinciding with when I went full-time on Cosmos Health is when Pearls was launched to the public. And so for the last year and a half, it's been live and I've really been um, excited for the growth it's been having and, and in large part to all the great input that users have given. Um, and so that the last and then the last um, product that um, with, with Cosmos Health that you mentioned, yeah, is, is pharmacist.dev. So just like American Pharmacist Association, you can find them at pharmacist.com. It became a popular um, 
phenomenon, I guess, on, on Twitter, I saw or a popular trend to buy .dev domains, .dev domains. And so I was like, mm, I want to buy one. And so I, I can't remember when it was, but I bought pharmacist.dev and it sat just in my domain registrar for a while, unused. And so it wasn't until um, the end of 2020 that I was like, it actually, I think this was COVID inspired. Because of COVID, because of being, you know, just not in contact with so many people that I would normally would be, through LinkedIn, I got, I got connected to so many other pharmacists who work in technology um, in, in, or with technology, whether that be careers or their projects, um, like so many of the you know, creators in the pharmacy podcast network. Um, and I thought it'd be really fun. And, I've, and I had students ask me also, one, or one thing we talked a lot about was like our career paths, me and these other creators. And no one had a linear, you know, everyone fell backwards or sideways into their whatever unique role they were in. And then also we talked about how, you know, students would ask us, how did you get to where you are? And, you know, it's a really, it'd be like, oh, well, you have to, you're gonna have to sit down if we're going to talk about this because it's a really convoluted journey. So I thought pharmacist.dev would be a, just a really great place where I wanted to, yeah, keep it really open-ended and showcase all, anything and everything that pharmacists were doing with technology, whether they were doing a podcast, a blog, a social media profile, whether they were working a career like a, as a data scientist at a health system or if they were working for a digital therapeutics company, you know, anything where pharmacists intersected with technology, I just thought it'd be fun to have a place to share those stories for, for two reasons, like the Pharmacy Podcast Network to kind of promote all this amazing work. Um, but then secondly, maybe to inspire, you know, to, you know, for, for pharmacists or pharmacy students who are doing more traditional areas and thinking they aren't so satisfied with them, maybe they could look at the profiles on pharmacists.dev and get ideas of what they could start building or people they could reach out to to help them start building. So again, kind of three kind of completely different um, projects in the portfolio, but what all you know, what aligns the three are, you know, well, medical information is, is sort of the focus of my company. So that's where, you know, RxGrad being an Netflix testing website comes in and Pearls being the product it is. But then also, you know, the, te the technology spin on, on, on what we're bringing to pharmacy. And so pharmacist, I, I probably would consider it like a passion project but it's been just a really fun, um, you know, endeavor to have under, under my portfolio, uh, as well. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, uh, that's what encompasses the current work. I have Chloe, to say, <laughs> yes, I want to bring up something to you because you and I have talked about this so many times, and that is mm -hmm. one of the major issues that the pharmacist has gone through is the lack of an enormous lobbying group like the American Medical Association who really gets to do with just about anything that they want to do. And we've struggled as an industry to put pharmacists in leadership roles to make major decisions that would impact other pharmacists in the way that they were paid, in the way that they were advancing in their own careers, uh, roles for the pharmacists. So they weren't pigeonholed into community, institutional, specialty, compounding, health system, you know, now we have technology, now we have medical science liaison, now we have politicians, now we have, as you and I have experienced with almost, you know, a, a myriad of, of discussions, including the very brilliant and impressive uh, Dr. Eric Christensen, who's been on the pharmacy podcast three or four times uh, over the years, uh, talking about MedEd 101. It's, and he, he's one of the best blogs in the industry. But what I used to always talk to Chloe about, as well as a a panel of other pharmacists through the PPN is it's the lack of unification that 
Dr. Derek sees. And the reason that you built pharmacist.dev was to give kudos and give support and give a way for others to become infected by that entrepreneurial bug to say, listen, Chloe's doing it. Um, Richard Waithe's doing it. Eric Christensen's doing it. You know, all of these people are doing it. Um, you know, Dr. Regina Moore is doing it. Like they're all out there doing something that's very special. But I get really frustrated as the old guy on the block and the one that can bitch and moan about stuff because I see it. Like I said to you before we started recording, Derek, I see things 10 steps ahead. And what really kind of gets me very frustrated is the individuals in pharmacy who are ready to change things, their abilities and their talents and their experiences are ready to change things, but they go down the pigeonhole, pigeonhole of setting the world on fire all by themselves. And what I noticed about you and your bigger portfolio of companies is you see things the way that myself and 35 other podcasters see things that we're like, holy cow, no one is going to endorse us unless you pay a publicist or a public relations company or a pharmacy times, for example, a bunch of money to promote us. If we don't start promoting and helping each other, things are not going to change. We're going to have to just follow along and take prescriptions and process the prescriptions and act as pharmacists and traditional roles have for the last 50 to 100 years. If we don't get out there and just do it, like Yoda says, you know, do or do not, there is no try, get out there and just do it. And if we don't support each other in doing it, then it's not going to get done. So a shout out to everyone listening right now. I want you to go to pharmacist.dev and I want you to look at this platform. It's going to be in the show notes. And I want you to realize Derek has done something very special. And this is bigger than Derek. This isn't just his pigeonhole and his setting the world on fire. He recognizes what pharmacists are capable of from a technological perspective in content development, in websites, in podcasts, courses, blogs, apps. And you've developed an environment that I absolutely love because I see the domino effects of what's going to take place if we keep supporting each other as you have. So that that's kudos to you, Derek, for having that vision. Yeah, I appreciate that. And another thing I really resonate with that you mentioned there is, um, you know, people, you know, sort of going off on their own versus collaborating. And so that's definitely something. So I'm excited to say that with pharmacist.dev, I, there's been a few other pharmacists that um, I'm starting to, we're doing a little bit of working together on it, just talking about the mission and vision of it. And one thing that we have talked about is, you know, we don't, we aren't really interested in creating um, a community or we're not interested in creating a Slack group or a discord channel. We're not interested in creating another thing. We're just interested in promoting the existing Slack groups, the existing communities, yeah. um, the existing networks. And so I, anyway, just what you said there, that resonates with me as a, um, you know, just for, try and raise all all boats uh, working together i do have to say derek um i'm just so glad that we finally had the opportunity to bring you on to the show because i know several of our listeners who are interested in pursuing non-traditional pharmacy careers and i know a lot of them are also interested in launching their own businesses so as a pharmacist myself who has never really fit that stereotypical description of what people think a pharmacist does or should do, 
Um, I just am glad that we can talk about these things and kind of uh, just educate some of our listeners that it is possible and there are ways to go about creating these careers that we want to have. Um, And I feel like we're all just kind of unicorns in pharmacy. Yeah, definitely. I think one other like aspect, you know, Todd, you brought up provider status and and Chloe, just sort of this, this movement towards, um, you know, pharmacists, you know, going off and creating things, you know, on the internet, um, you know, a common trope in pharmacy is how, you know, we talk about how we're getting paid less for dispensing. And so now we need to find ways to get paid for our cognitive abilities. And so I'm, I'm, I'm bending this, this conversation, you know, towards where I want it to go. But what I would, one interesting thing I, I want to speak to that is, you know, when we think about using our cognitive abilities as pharmacists and getting paid for our cognitive abilities, you know, we, we think of MTM, right? We think of getting paid for meeting, you know, speaking with patients, helping them improve their medication regimens. We think of direct patient care cognitive abilities. But I think another way for us to think about applying our cognitive abilities, since you know, dispensing is been deteriorating as a place for pharmacists to get paid, is thinking about how we can apply our cognitive abilities to creating and to jobs in industries where our domain expertise, our cognitive abilities can be used like careers in digital health, careers, you know, creating your own, your own blog or your own health coach practice or your own consultant agency. You know, these are you using, these are pharmacists using their cognitive abilities. They're just, and the, the only reason, you know, any pharmacist that you see doing something entrepreneurial, sort of like the things I just mentioned, or working in a career as a data analyst or working in a career as a product manager, the reason that they're in that role is because their healthcare domain expertise as a pharmacist is what's bringing value to that role. And that's what, and that's what makes them unique. So this phenomenon, or what we're talking about is maybe a, a life raft for the profession in some sort of way for us to find new places to apply our cognitive abilities to all these areas. Derek, how do you see scalability in order to build mass that you're able to go out and hire one, six, 12, um, you know, pharmacists or pharmacy technicians or a team of people, a publicist or whatever, in order to really get this to the point that it really becomes um, an enormous impact, not only on our pharmacists, but I know without a doubt that your pharmacist.dev will, uh, will attract other collaborators that uh, may be part of um, teams that are involving pharmacist leadership in the realm of technology and then how that technology impacts patient care. It's, um, it's a place that uh, could really become a, an incubator. You, you, you may someday, um, I always give away great ideas during podcasts. I love doing this, but you may someday invent. You send me the bill later. <laughs> all right. A financial incubator that you have uh, small VCs looking at the different um, you know, businesses that are being pulled through and being talked about and being endorsed through pharmacist.dev to really help them get to that next level. Because once again, there's lots that you and Dr. Chloe know uh, from, from a clinical perspective and the science of medications. And you, do, you know it better than anyone because that's what you guys do. You have to keep us safe. You have to keep me, the consumer, safe from dying from an adverse drug reaction, fourth largest reason for death in the United States. So, um, you know, God bless you both for that. You're my favorite healthcare providers. But uh, in moving forward with um, other facets of business and development and networking and, and researchers and infrastructure to support you and finances and fundraising and 
interconnecting you with pharma and interconnecting you with uh, McKesson, Amerisource Bergen, you know, a, a multitude of different organizations. It's the platforms that you are that that are poised to explode if we can help each other. And if we can get other organizations involved that are maybe they're overlooking it because they're like, well, that's cute. It's a network of pharmacists doing some special things. But that's not the case anymore with the way that venture capital works or the way that investors work or the way that some of these organizations who are not scaling as fast as they thought they would and saying, how can we extract the amazing talent and the amazing experiences of what pharmacist.dev has kind of brought to the table and plug it into other things, which then, of course, uh, begin to accelerate, you know, those really interesting models that that you've previewed. So this is really a shout out to any listener right now that's, that's listening to this. Um, number one, you once again, in the show notes, we'll have connectivity and connections back to Derek's um, profile on LinkedIn, as well as um, uh, RX grad um, in the um, Cosma health uh, site. But if you're listening and you really want to get involved at something, you know, reach out to Derek, reach out to, to Dr. Chloe and, and say, Hey, how do I, how do I get involved? How do I help? How do we partner together? But that's the way this is going to get done. This is the way it's going to scale. This is how a health system someday, um, you know, employs uh, someone like uh, Dr. Kent uh, Bregman, who is a PharmD for informatics pharmacist and really understanding how these platforms, these solutions, these uh, podcasts, these sites, how it makes sense that it's not just our own individual egos, but it's bigger than us. Um, this is so much bigger than just us. It's it's going to impact driving the way patients um, look at pharmacists, leverage pharmacists, become um, become fascinated by what pharmacists are truly capable of doing and then putting a revenue stream behind it so that we can keep our pharmacists going so that they don't have to feel trapped in, in a, in a role that when they were in school, they didn't realize, you know, they, they now feel like they're in a pigeonhole, but I'm excited. Yeah. Derek. I don't, I don't know what else, what, what else you kind of foresee in the future of what you can kind of give us some previews on with regards to your bigger pictures, but we would love to tell those stories. Yeah, well, I first off, I resonate with a lot of what you just said there. And yeah, I think um, when you talk about like the next generation of pharmacists and helping others, you, know, you mentioned, you know, what opportunities am I creating for, or, or you know, I think, you know, or, or, or others in my position creating for other pharmacists, that's a huge issue um, or yeah, issue, you know, something we need to solve, I should say. Just like, for example, the, what you mentioned there, like just brainstorming ideas that we can get other pharmacists who are creators to get funding to, to build their endeavors. Yeah, we need to find a way to um, restructure our profession's pipeline towards this future. And so just to tie some examples between how it currently is and maybe how maybe just how it possibly could be. So there's not, I mentioned when I talked about the origin of pharmacist.dev, how everyone I talk to in a non-traditional career path in technology, so whether it be my my friend Luke Slindy, who is a product um, director at, um, at at Optum, or you mentioned you mentioned Kent as an informatics pharmacist, um, others who work as data analysts or data scientists, or at digital health companies. Usually, their story is again, it's a very it's not a very direct route, and so 
if a pharmacist, if a pharmacy student, let me start there, if a pharmacy student wants to be an oncology pharmacist, there's a linear path for that. They can say, I'm going to go do a PGY-1, and then I'm going to go do a PGY-2 in oncology, and then I'm going to get my BCOP, you know, maybe, and then I'm going to go get an oncology pharmacist job. If, if I want to, actually, informatics might be the only career path in, in technology where there is a linear path, somewhat. I can go do a PGY-1 after pharmacy school, and then I can do a PGY-2 in informatics, and then I can get hired for an informatics job. If I want to go into the pharmaceutical industry, I can go do a pharmaceutical fellowship, and then I can get hired in the industry. Well, how does someone become, you know, get a, get a career in technology? So we need to find ways to create linear paths towards health careers, careers in technology. So digital therapeutics companies are very similar to pharmaceutical companies. So it would be great if those companies could and work with an academic institution to make digital health to make a fellowship at their digital therapeutics company. So then a pharmacy student can say, after I graduate, I want to go do a, a fellowship at a digital therapeutics company, and then I'm going to be working in digital therapeutics. Um, same with you know other. I think so. I think that I think there could be career oppor- or like opportunities that I certainly hope to create for my company. I hope to create fellowships in the medical information space you know, with, with the spin on it that my company has to help create a linear path towards a pharmacist getting the programming or information skills they need um, to get to get to, to work in a career like I do. Um, and then further, another thing I would say is, so all, like these creators you mentioned, like myself, or like, you know, like, like Chloe, who's created her own, you know, brand and her own company with, with Fast Forward Farm, you know, we're sort of like the modern age independent pharmacists. You know, if you wanted to be an independent pharmacist, you know, own your, you know, that's independent pharmacies are unfortunately decreasing, but like that entrepreneurial spirit and like they're, they all, you know, independent pharmacists are entrepreneurs and that, so that was at one point, the majority of what pharmacists did. And so if we can, you know, look forward to, you know, all these pharmacist creators, they, they are the new independent pharmacists in my mind. And so can we just like how you can, you know, well, again, this isn't easy, but you know, if you wanted to open your own independent pharmacy, you'd, you'd make a business plan. And you'd go find, you know, go get a bank loan and maybe, you know, McKesson or someone else could help you with, you know, they have programs or you could find an independent owner who, you know, you could, you could work with them and do an, you know, the income share agreement so that you can take over their pharmacy eventually, you know, what ways can institutions create um, linear paths for pharmacists to become creators as a career? Um, again, these are all things that, you know, this is a hard problem that, that, you know, part of why we're talking today is we, we, we both, you know, all three of us care about care about this and and how we can create these opportunities. So another, I guess, call out to to the listeners on, um, as you mentioned, how how can we do this? I think it's really great that Todd, you brought it up, and just everything that uh, you added, uh, Derek, just along this topic, because I know that those are questions that I've always had. Like, how do I go about creating my own company? What all goes into a launch? Just I know so many people who have all of those same questions. And like you said, the path is not linear and there's not just uh, this direct path that we can take to kind of reach those goals. Um, So just along those same lines, what advice would you give to any of our listeners who are interested in pursuing those non-traditional pathways or who um, are very entrepreneurial minded and are kind of wanting to do something similar to what you have built with Cosmos Health? What would you advise them to do if they are still in school right now? Yeah, I think um, focus on either 
yeah. So if you, if you want to, yeah, if you, if you feel like you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you want to start something, you can never start too small. Don't like, don't, you know, a lot of times the hardest part is deciding which idea you want to move forward with. And I would say, especially in the early stages, in a lot of times you're concerned that the idea is not big enough or not going to be something that's sustainable. That doesn't matter at the beginning, you know, especially when you're, when you're getting reps as, as an entrepreneur, or as someone who's creating something, start with a problem that you have, whether that be something related to issues you're having studying for a class or, you know, there's, there's lots of ideas that, uh, like, like, for example, um, like a lot, a lot of student groups start on campus because of a special interest that students want to have access to. You know, that's entrepreneurial. Start, start a student group for an interest that you feel is not addressed at your college. Um, but then further for pharmacists or, or beyond, you know, the academic scope, if, if there's something, if there's a piece of information that you have, share it. There's, there's never too many websites and blogs with information, especially information that's niche. So information that's very specific about a certain topic. Yep. With Pearls, I got started because I wanted a better counseling points reference. I wanted, you know, the, the existing tools, you know, patient counseling points. I wanted just better information on, on that specific area. And so that was the niche that I chose to kind of start Pearls around. Um, again, this could be anything you're passionate about, whether it's pharmacy or not, whether it's um, one of a, a, a friend of mine, um, uh, Dr. Uh, Nabila Ismail, um, who's runs uh, Dose of Travel blogs. She's a traveling pharmacist who's been to hundreds of countries. And so she shares, you know, her niche information and knowledge and her story around that. So, you know, whatever it is that that's unique and that you're passionate about. And then again, especially if it's related to maybe a problem that you had or that you see others having, that's always a good um, indicator that there's a need for it in the world um, and that your, your time would be well spent. Um, and, and again, you can't ever, especially in the early stages, not that, you know, just get, getting started, having that analysis paralysis is, is what will, you know, that, that'd be your base impediment. And so um, mm-hmm. that, that's some, that's some advice I'd, I'd start with. So I'm going to definitely uh, send this interview to Dr. Audrey Kern, who is the global medical director at Paratherapeutics. I'm also going to pass it to the eTechDRX team, which is the ingestible um, pill capsule that reacts with your stomach acid and start feeding data to your um, to your iPhone, because those are two organizations who are um, very intimately plugged into pharmacists leading um, their organizations in a multitude of reasons and ways and business development. But um, they have to understand that there is an incubator out there. There is a, an, an ability out there to harness the talent and the experience of pharmacists who are, are coming to pharmacist.dev. And, um, and like I said to you before we started recording, Derek, we want the, the PPN to, to help uh, you know, blow this message up and, and get it out to more pharmacists, get it out to more collaborators and also possible investors to understand that this is a true opportunity um, to continue to build together and to continue to support each other and realize that you can still set the world on fire and do it with a, with a collaborative uh, nature and a collaborative um, you know, piece of your, of your strategy and in, um, in moving forward. You don't, you don't have to do it all by yourself. And if you think of um, you know, the associations, there's a, a multitude of major associations that are state level and national level and the ones that are the most expe- uh, the most ex- experienced and successful are the ones who have passionate pharmacists inside them, um, building those niche um, opportunities for 
uh, for their pharmacists as collaborators in in some of the most small um, rare disease state you know elements of what is therapeutics and in, in medicine. So this is that, but this is you know surrounding and coming out of it from a developers and data and digital health perspective. And it's it's our future. It's you know we're we're not. Um, <laughs> It's not the way it was, and nor is it going to be. The acceleration of change of pharmacy, um, Derek and and Chloe and and our listeners is it's going it's 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 speeding up. It's it's exponential, and and we will be in a very very different uh, sector of healthcare called pharmacy in in five year very short five years from now. And and it's exciting to see that you've recognized that. Um, and pharmacist.dev, you've recognized that in the way that you're disseminating information out through pearls and the holding company Cosmeth Health is is positioned to start building either single and and special projects or collaborative projects as you've done with uh, uh, with Dr. Eric Christensen and 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 expanding. So once again, bravo, that was awesome. Thank you. Well, I really appreciate it. And again, just really deeply share that, that sentiment about collaboration and what we can do to, you know, shape the next five years, because certainly it will be different. I do also just want to say that for uh, those who are listening, who are interested in these non-traditional career paths, um, networking is so, so important. And even when I was still in pharmacy school, I really understood that. And Derek, that's why you and I connected. And Todd, that's why you and I connected as well. So I would just advise anyone who is kind of seeking um, some type of guidance or inspiration, definitely check out pharmacist.dev because there are so many pharmacists on there who are creating these amazing things. And it's just really inspirational to see so many pharmacists in one place and just what they're creating in these non-traditional roles. Awesome. So in wrapping up, uh, do you have any uh, anything to share? What's, what's happening for the rest of the summer with you, Derek? Are you going to get any time off and, and be able to relax? Or are you, are you head down like I am and I have a problem relaxing? <laughs> yeah, we, we took a vacation um, uh, a month ago, and it was, a, it was an absolutely fabulous week away. But definitely when I got back, it, uh, working always feels a little bit more at home to me than taking time off. And so I'm, I'm really excited, yeah, for, yeah, just for the continued opportunity to keep working and keep growing pearls and in other cosmos health endeavors so that, that's where you'll find me and, and anyone who wants to connect um please I, i'm the only derek borkowski comma farm d on linkedin um so please please look me up and yeah to, to chloe's sentiment about networking um would, would enjoy the chance to to be connected there um and be able to watch each other's uh progress All right, everyone, I just want to say thank you to Derek for joining us today. And for all of our listeners, you can find Derek on LinkedIn, as well as through pearls.com and pharmacist.dev. So once again, we just want to say thank you to Derek for joining us today. And we will see you back here for another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.